um, Scott. It is. Um, I would like uh, like uh, to stay with our theme, which is kind of. Um, you have maybe noticed we paid a lot of uh, attention to breathing. We had a, a guided meditation this morning, which was um, toward uh, that practice, being mindfulness, mindful to breathing. You know, I have here so much material, and I like uh, to take that first, which is kind of a collection of the benefit of breathing awareness. I have collected them myself as I and have written them down, and then I have uh, underlined them, and then they fell into my foot bath, and then they got colored part of it. So they are very seasoned, see? I turned. And here is a collection, a very elegant collection of the benefit of, of mindfulness to breathing. It comes from a student who really put himself into it, made uh, somewhere, some, uh, pub- made it public somewhere, or somewhere in in Canada, long time ago, that was in the result of a, of a retreat in the middle of the north part of Canada toward the west. I think I was eight hours on the road through snow and all, and we were in a very kind of rustic uh, accommodation with a um, um, burner with a heating system that had long pipes going from a cast iron uh, stove, yeah? (laughs) We heated it and fed it till it blew up. (laughs) And so we had a wonderful fire too. It, it made everything to non-self there, to no substantiality. You know, I have wonderful stories of the pioneering time. Hmm? So here, that is a very nice uh, um, report. Um, he, I said, it's lovely. He said, no. It's not mine. I put only together what you taught me. You say that sometimes, too. Um, So here, that is also part which was in my foot bath, where we are purified now. See? All of that. So uh, he called it the exercise of rejoicing into the breath. I cannot uh, develop any discourse tonight. I was discoursing from the morning to the till now. 
somehow also my voice got a little heavy now because from outside using more volume there. So, and then I bring a book from my husband's library. He was an ordained monk for nine years and I sneaked it out of him, of his, and it is called The Science of Breath. The other day I think I said it all, but I had it in mind to point out that we pass in our practice our our pathway, which is a practice, is actually a scientific process. Has nothing to do with uh, with uh, with religion in the old traditional way understood. Hmm. Scientific. Just look. Uh, if if you wonder why, well get a glance right away by looking at your method of your practice. It's scientific. We don't believe anything. And what we believe we can check in ourselves through the uh, attentiveness of our minds, through that faculty. And that is a scientific way. What is science? What is science? Everything can be. Uh, things can be scientific. Huh? But the science itself is a method of, of researching. And uh, it goes to a, a field, so to speak. Hmm? So this is the science of the, of the breath. The science of vipassana. The science of the mind. Science of medicine. Hmm? So, we are very up to date. So, and I call it uh, here my collection, uh, The Power of Breathing. It is... Have a little contemplation here. It is long discovered by poets and by scientists and other explorers of life. They have found that our organism pulsates with the rhythm of the living world. It pulsates with the planet at large, the ebb and flow of the tides, the carbon, the nitrogen, the oxygen cycles of the biosphere, the cycles of night and light and day, the seasons. Our bodies are joined with the planet in a very continual <coughs> rhythmic exchange of matter and energy, energy flow back and forth between our bodies and what we can call environment. Does that make sense? See? 
one way this exchange of matter and energy happens is through breathing. With each breath we exchange carbon dioxide molecules from inside our bodies for oxygen molecules from the surroundings. True? Scientific. From the surrounding air. Waste disposal with each breath out, renewal with each breath in. As you are hearing it, can you realize that we are talking, or that I that we 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 hear that something which re- relates to you, and you could maybe allow a little bit more your awareness to the fact that you um, you realize it is happening that breath right there where you are sitting and hearing. And the words are relating to that process that functions there in you, in this exchange. Once this exchange it takes place uh, is um, of matter. Now, one way this exchange of matter and energy happens through breathing. Oh, I did say that already. So with each breath, so notice that you are there present and you allow it a little bit and it, it is a sensation in you. We exchange carbon molecules from the inside. Um, yeah. Our, from the inside of our bodies, for oxygen molecules from the surrounding air. Waste disposal with each breath out, renewal with each breath in. can just now experience that. If this process is interrupted for more than a few minutes, the brain becomes starved for oxygen and undergoes irrevocable uh, uh, in irreversible damage, right? How long can we do that? Five, five, uh, five minutes, I think. The breath is a very important partner in our work. Um, the breath has a very partner at the same time in its work within our body. And that is, that partner is the heart. Think of it. This amazing muscle never stops pumping our entire lifetime. It begins beating in us long before we are born. And it just keeps beating without a rest for the, our entire life and can even kept alive that beating by artificial means for some time after we are dead. Isn't it fantastic? 
From the moment we are born to the moment we die, we breathe. It's really important to understand it deeply and allow it really to function. The Buddha felt it, allowed it to come into the range of awareness. And there was an opportunity given beyond imagination, obviously, to him, where the mind received a total purification and was ready and prepared for a more precise, accurate seeing and understanding this process. The rhythm of our breathing varies considerably as a function of our activities and our feelings. Who can agree to that? Sometimes it is regular, sometimes it is short, sometimes the in-breath is long and the out-breath is short. Sometimes there is a great congestion in our throat and in the, in, in the um, channel through which, it, through which the air comes into the body and brings the um, material, and brings oxygen into this body. So it varies, and this is a wonderful aspect to understand and to take it into our consideration, not for guests. Just watching these different, these different ways of functioning. It quickens, for example, with physical exertion or emotional upset, and it slows down during sleep and more quiet time around us or within us, or when we are relaxing. As an experiment, you might try to be relaxed right now. A little bit, notice your sitting. Notice how you allow the shoulder to be a kind of hanging in their own way alongside, and how the hands are joined and resting in the lap. Notice these changes, especially when we have the time dedicated for being mindful and aware and attentive to, a, to that function. And sometimes it is more regular. Who can all confirm that? See, these are my observations, and I call it the power of breathing. At other times, it's enormously irregular, and it feels even laboring. That reminds me on my... Um, I was invited a long time ago, in the mid-60s, I think. I didn't even teach then yet. But I was hosting a trunkpa uh, in my home. Hmm? And uh, for that, he invited me free to, in, to his enlightenment uh, uh, retreat somewhere in Denver or so, I forgot. And um, he sits there and uh, puts uh, with one sentence down our kind of striving, looking forward, 
for that enlightenment in that retreat. And he said, I don't want to disillusion you, but from the beginning you should know coming to enlightenment is labor, hard work. He not exactly did mean that, because he's also left out that we have to allow, and it's not just grasping and labor, but to make it a little bit, I think, um, strong to us <clears throat> that we really get it. It is not coming by itself, unless you are very blessed and get your enlightenment as a special gift of the universe. So, um, we, some, we have some measure of, consci- of conscious control over this breathing, breathing. We can choose some. We don't have that over our heart. But some measure, some control over our breathing, we can slow it down. We can stop it for one minute or two and hold it back, and uh, uh, and we can um, in influence in that way its rate or depth in the way it functions, of course, through our practice and observe it and attention, attentiveness. But slow or rapid, regular or irregular, long or short uh, breath, the breath keeps going. Through all the experiences of our lives that we trans- trans- tra- traverse, usually we take this rhythm totally for granted. And actually having fabulous complaints at times when it doesn't function right. Or as a kind of uh, uh, hidden arrogance. Totally for granted. We don't uh, uh, play attention, pay attention unless something really happens or prevents us from breathing normally. Then we are there. And um, we discover all that. Our behavior in really, and how we are relating to our breath when we take up the breath as our object of attention in order to give, uh, uh, to purify, to bring the mind to greater balance and uh, um, pure, pureness, emptiness. Free it from its um, conditioning, in other words. That is unless we, as already said, unless it is taken for granted, unless we start meditating and taking the rhythm of breathing or breathing itself as our object of attention. Can you have it right now in your awareness? 
the breast plays an important role in in uh, meditation and in healing. Breathing is an incredible, powerful ally and teacher in the work of medicine, in the work of healing. I read recently um, a report of of a um, um, Korean medical uh, doctor who um, explained and gave the method to it, which was nothing else at the end. He called it simple vipassana. So uh, he he explained that practice as a great healing uh, medication hmm? instead of medication. Simple vipassana. I think um, mm. I try to get you a name. It gets me. Um. Well, that comes back properly then. So it is also a great teacher for us. On the on the on a private level, we learn a great deal of insight of understanding about our lives when we realize the rhythm of arising and passing away, and when we realize the rhythm of the necessity, no, the rhythm of rising and passing, and that it is necessary that that what is arising has to pass in order to give way to the next. How long can we hold the breath? It has to be very, very clearly can we receive that what has, is arising has to pass away in order to make, to, to let the rhythm of life continue. It has to give way that, ne- that what has arisen for the next one to arise. So it becomes a great teacher in the work of meditation, in this breathing process. Also people who have no training in meditation think nothing of it and find it uninteresting. Have you found yourself on that, in that space? It's totally uninteresting. You have to have a trained mind for it or as you are using it, as a training for purifying the mind to bring it into deep calm and emptiness, then you see that, that it is not any more dull. It's in a tremendous, inspiring process and interesting process too. The fundamental, and then I make so kind of many uh, circles, that means it was another day when I found uh, and wrote it down. The fundamental pulsations of the body are particularly fruitful 
to focus on 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 to focus on during meditation because they are so intimately connected with the experience of life. In fact, they are life intimately. Uh-huh. And um, they are in intimately connected with the experience of being alive too. It's much easier to focus on actually on the breath than on the heartbeat. Although it is where I said initially it is companion or has an alley uh, in the process of our lives, of our life. The breath has an alley for making this process go. That is the heart. They, they, they work together. Both start with the first, with birth, and both go out with death. In focusing on the breath, when we meditate, we are learning right from the start to get comfortable with change, with impermanence. And that we have, a, we have usually a great, great resistance against change. Also, if we have it, we must also kind of recollect ourselves in the positive part of change. Change also is um, a freeing us for something for something else, um, and is welcomed therefore. So from the st- so um, that me I said we are learning right from the start to get comfortable with change. That means also we are uncomfortable with change too. We like to hold on to it and it changes. Think of falling in love. That is a very wonderful, uh, uh, tangible uh, issue to understand that. We fall in love and uh, it, 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 we are sad when it changes. We want that what is pleasant to sustain. But it, <clears throat> the later part of falling in love is not so interesting anymore. It's, it is um, uh, unpleasant. Then the change is welcome. See, there are bo- both aspects in it. We cannot just see it as a, an, a negative thing or happening. Our breathing also has the virtue of being a very convenient process to support our awareness in our daily life. It's always there. You have your, your child or grandchild on the hand go for a walk with her, or you have, uh, um, you stand in front of this stove and are cooking, your breath is there. We could come into a greater, if we can recollect ourselves of the wonderful benefits and the role the breath plays in our practice of enlightenment, of, of waking up, we will 
not taking that anymore for granted that we are breathing, we will have more developed that, uh, uh, that recollecting ourselves to the breath. And that is enough sometimes to bring it into the awareness and or bring it, bring it, it, bring it back because the subtle energies of breathing are going with, away from you with your thinking processes. That is sometimes noticeable when, when you realize you start your meditation in the evening and you had it all planned and you sit down and there is no availability for you to get in touch with your breath. And you, you felt not even upset or very much disturbed dispersed but their breath was not available and that is through our thinking and upside mindedness during our day's activities when we're not having that skill to acknowledge ourselves from time to time then um, we experience this kind of blank or empty wrong and blank, blank no breath and uh, we have, therefore, if you understand that it is there, you are alive, you are sitting, you want to meditate. I have had a lot of that, uh, these experiences. When I became aware of it, then I was quiet and not upset or, said, or discouraged to continue to, to actualize my intent to sit now for half an hour before I go to sleep. I had the patience available because I knew if I stay quiet and notice that I am quiet throughout the body, I don't feel a breathing, but uh, if I stay in this condition, quiet, and know the breath is not gone, I am to some extent still breathing somehow, but it is not enough so that I notice it, then you have just the minimum supply of oxygen which slips in without that you know, know that. And uh, so if you continue be in that way, awaiting in quiet and not upsetness or anxiousness or try to manipulate your breast now, it comes, suddenly it is there. It will return because you have now an open vessel and somehow your energies connect to that breath where it's, it's around you and it floods in. Wonderful moments. Who has experienced that here and then? Sitting down and nothing there. And then you get discouraged. You see, again, if you understand what is happening now, that the breath is the finer energy of the breath. Some growths are still there because you know you, you are sitting there and you notice you have no breath. I had a friend, in psych, he was, he said, was a psychiatrist, he died. It was a great experiment and forcher and, and researcher for his field, the mind, and he um, would I still hear him 
when he talks with my husband about these issues, he said, I don't understand. The most most uh, um, gifted students I, or patients I have, great artists, famous people, performers, and they come to me crying and, and discouraged and complaining, I have no breathing. I have no breath. Who has experienced that? Yeah, it's a little psychosis in it. Mm-hmm. So, so then when you feel that, I'm sure you have experienced, more of you have, but you haven't noticed because you were busy manipulating something. You haven't even noticed that you have no breath, just kind of lightly perhaps perceived. It's a very delicate process, and we learn a lot about ourselves. So, um, I don't know where I am now. Breathing also is a rich aya. Sometimes. Mm -hmm. Focusing. Yeah. Focusing on the breath from the begin- when we do that from the beginning, we can become acquainted with bre- with rising and passing, with uh, uh, with um, change. Hmm? That was the last, and um, we will have to train ourselves here, can- and that is also a command of our practice to attend to the process that. Uh, this cycle flows and that we can uh, attain at the same time a kind of greater well-being when we see the whole process response. <clears throat> and we can realizing <clears throat> also the changes uh, from no, seemingly no breath, suddenly it, it, it starts again. It comes into action. And that is quite uh, uh, dramatically in a way because uh, it's a totally different state of being. It's alive. It feels connected. And it really feels alive. It feels being grounded. It's part uh, the pain for people that are... Psych- and from the psychological level, um, um, uh, prognosed as uh, uh, psychotic, hmm? then the mind stays longer out there, uh, and with it longer also the finer energies of the breathing. Our breathing also has a virtue of being a very convenient process to support ongoing uh, awareness in our daily life. Every action in our daily life um, invites us to this practice. And even if it is just a momentum or a moment touch, um, that it has great and profound um, um, benefits. So it's, it supports the ongoing awareness in our daily life. 
it is always with us, that breath. No matter where we are, what we are doing or feeling or experiencing, it is always there. So tuning in is only a matter of recollecting ourselves. And... uh, um, kind of living a little bit in that awareness that there is this, this, this process in us, brings us right into here and now. It uh, immediately can anchor us, our, or our awareness in the body, in a very rhythmic and very fundamental flowing um, life process. Some people have trouble breathing when they get anxious. So my experience has showed me that. Who of you has had that? Anxiousness, yeah. And they start to breathe fast or try to manipulate, to draw in a breath. And or (coughs) it... uh, they start to be uh, breathing faster even, exploring. But in that way you become, you realize that the breath becomes more shallow. It doesn't connect really. Who has experienced that? It becomes more shallow. Hmm? The minute our force comes in and our willpower and our wanting, it doesn't respond anymore. Faster and more shallow, and some can, some can, and I have experienced that in some retreats, can come to hyperventilation, and snowball in that. It was a very dramatic event of that sort, in a retreat in, in, uh, I think it was in Sweden. So, um, and that brings us, when we are not in contact and feel anchored by uh, being in the connection of our mind and awareness to breathing, we feel a certain lightness in the the mind, head, head, um, lightheadedness, yeah, feeling of pressure. And that is also accompanied by sometimes pressure, lightheadedness. The breath doesn't go deep enough. The pressure doesn't allow, the rigidity here doesn't allow the breath to come in. I think um, I have so much So now to our practice a little bit, something. There are a number of different places in our body where we can observe our breath directly. Obviously, the nostrils is one place, but it's not really the nostrils. It is the tip of the nose, my teacher taught me, asked me. And to, to stay in that vicinity of the nostrils, that is the place where the breath gathers, the breath energy gathers, 
and when the command of the body or our life comes, I want be I want the breath, then it's kind of is is drawn in. It draws itself, so to speak, in. It is there. It's a response to the inner demand or command. Come to me. And if you put your attention here, just try it right now. Realize your two lips. Buddha in the scripture it is it is um, um, voiced as um, is described as the place in front of the mouth, but it means the, the entire region here because you also breathe in, through the mouth. Hmm. So just realize you can you are realizing maybe subtle aliveness or not even at all, but not even that. You may just kind of see it with your inner mental eye. The two lips, the upper lip extends up to the two nostrils, joins it. If you stay in that vicinity in front of the lips, the front of the mouth a little bit away, all around the nostrils and uh, the base of the nose, <clears throat> and uh, at the same time relate to the process, to you, to the fact that you are having a body. It sits there. You are quiet. That is an invitation and possibility you have to come to experience deep breath, a breath that floods in and gives a real gratifying satisfying delivery of breathing in and then of course breathing out. So it's uh, um, so no matter which location however we choose or you choose the idea is to be aware of the sensations that accompany our this breath as it flows in and it touches the inner uh, walls of the of the nostrils there is a sensation as it channels itself all the way down through the trachea into into in and is received by the um, diaphragm muscle that pulls it further down and pushes the air into the lungs. And um, these are places then, since you know what is happening when the air flows in, that you may kind of, kind of lightly acknowledge that space, the center of your chest or the base of your of your sternum, just where you feel the diaphragm region, you can do it right now, and just uh, and uh, realize uh, as it pulls pulls itself down, it pushes the air into the lungs, and there's an extension, an expansion. Actually, it it it, it becomes wider. Uh, as the air floods into the lungs and uh, 
the diaphragm muscle goes further and expands into the belly and deflates after <coughs> while and we breathe out. So if you your nose a little bit on the of the mechanics is very good uh, help for holding awareness and attention. Mm-hmm. So I think take time to control it. So of course we know I have written here down in the f- not to control it is counterproductive when we do that. We make uh, just uh, uh, hold that is our um, kind of um, security in good practice. Just hold unknowingly that uh, awareness open <coughs> for uh, for the process of breathing. So that may be enough, and much more. So now I give you that, what my teacher noted and put together. It's a very more elegant language than I have. He gives now to himself and in this paper, um, a resume, how to handle the breathing. Let me see where that starts. Also, rejoicing into the breath. Just relax and let it come into the understanding and into your process that is going on about <coughs> that process. I'm reading now. Breath is with us all our life, from our first inhalation to our last exhalation, it never leaves us not even for a moment. The action of breath is the play of the life force itself. It is the play of the life force itself, vivifying us, enlivening us from moment to moment with the life that uh, comes as a grace to us. When breath departs as it inevitably does when we bid the world goodbye with our final exhalation the life force departs as well without breeze breath there is no life any hindrance to its fullest to its fullest natural expression puts a limit in how full and rich our experience of our present of this present moment is. Ordinarily, we think the breath is something we have to do, 
we have to make so that the cells are provided with oxygen that is required by this process. It is something that is done to us, actually. We do not breathe. Breath breathes us while we can thwart its um, fullness, we can never totally block its action, like the gravitational field of Earth, the, rhythm, the rhythmic action of the breath is a force immeasurably more powerful than us. It is much better than that we willingly offer ourselves, our bodies, as channels for the breath's rhythmic play, then attempt to resist or restrict this mighty force by sacrificing the willful holding that keeps its fullest expression of our breath contained. We directly align ourselves with the deepest and most powerful energies available in our lives. Breath and body are two sides of the same coin, and the condition of one directly is con- affects the condition of the other. If the breath is shallow or constricted, Sensations are dull and constricted. If the breath becomes full and fluid, sensations become once again vibrant and breath present. Breath activates sensations, massages them into life with its rhythmic process coming and going like waves on the ocean. Breath is the food that sensations live on as they are fed. From his own experience, he describes it. As they are fed, they come out of their dull sleep and begin to vibrate. Breath is a switch that turns the lights off of sensations on. When they come to life, they flicker and shine, just like the stars at night. Very poetic, hmm? In traditional mindfulness practice, breath is presented as a preeminent object on which to focus our attention. That is going now. It's a kind of a comment about the practice that it has survived in this way for 2,500 years. That is the practice, <clears throat> the attentiveness to breathing, coming in various ways, uh, holding on to this process. And finally, it lets us understand who we are. So, <clears throat> it's preeminent object on which to focus our attention. Not only is it with us all the time, its incessant action forms a powerful bridge that links our body, 
and mind and our consciousness and unconsciousness, uh, uh, unconscious states, it links it together. And um, by focusing our attention to the recurrent alternation of inhalation and exhalation, we keep our minds present and limit their tendency to become lost in an errant maze of involuntary thoughts. Furthermore, a constant focus on the passage of the breath will ultimately influence the way that we breathe. Our breath will become calmer, fuller, more regular, and more rhythmic. And then in that way it goes on, that is now. Hmm? Did that speak to you? There are several uh, uh, specific modes of meditation given. If you read the scriptures, <coughs> and uh, and very very in details, there is uh, when we when we um, I would go into it <coughs> if we had more time when. As we would more explore that practice of anapanasati, uh, it uh, gets connected to the four foundations of mindfulness. So you are breathing in and you know of your body. You are breathing out and you explore and realize the body. Little bit we did of it. Then in four different modes um, uh, it is happening and uh, the second one foundation of mindfulness is f- is feeling the feeling that comes from my breathing the feeling that comes from my thought mental states and from my body and I breathe and I know this feeling of pleasant and unpleasant I take it into my breath I combine the energies. I let them merge sometimes. It is really the hub, I would say, this this breath rhythm together with the heart. So, and then we come to um, notice and to include, and as we are paying attention to the states of mind, we don't leave out the breath. It happens in interaction as I am feeling happy, unhappy, depressed, or excited. That is a state of mind. It can be touched by the breath. It is happening whilst the breath is there. So then in this way you would come to 16 different kind of modes of anapanasati by taking the four foundations of mindfulness and each one will give you about four. Very, very little uh, uh, do they have difference. Basic is that you are aware and receive it, um, these, um, uh, receive that uh, establishment of mindfulness, body or 
feelings or states of mind or thinking, contents of mind, whilst you are breathing. It is totally integrated and it is in contact with everything, all our experiences, body, feelings, states of mind and contents of mind. So that's enough. Any question? I could go on. You have so much of it. I haven't gone to my my um, purified ones. So, do you think it was of any benefit to share that? It was not in. I had to have my my papers for that. So I wish you a good um, journey, further journey with your breathing in your awareness. Hmm? Anapanasati. So it's time to, to let go of this. It's an hour. And... Uh, um, see that take yourself and rise mm, thank you I will wait I will ring the bell Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.